Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Kanichi Yeehaw podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And on today's episode, we wanted to talk about anime pre-2000s. Right, so, so what would be considered retro anime? Retro anime. 90s, 80s, a little bit of 70s, right? right. Yeah. So, um, Jared, what are some of the things that make it different? So, I think the real, like, elephant in the room is going to be the quality of it. Of course. So, like, obviously now we have very pretty looking anime, very sharp with voice acting. <clears throat> in in good studios. In good studios, animation, things like that. Yes. And so, like, one big part of older anime that you can tell, well, yeah, one big part of an older anime, especially the older it gets, the more it's like this, is just still frames. Right. So frames where either nothing is happening happening, and it's just like panning over, or it's just someone talking, like, and just their mouth is moving. Mm-hmm. Still frames like that. Um, and it's all because of one person. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure it's considered the father of modern anime, isn't yes, he? Yes. Yes. Uh, Osama Tetsuka. Yes. He, with Astro Boy, well... So, anime movies and things like that had, like, been a thing already. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at them, the animation's not bad. Right. Um, but it hadn't become, like, a weekly show yet. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. And so, with Astro Boy, Osama Tetsuka was like, Hey, I can show you how to make this really profitable for a little money. You don't have to pay me very much for it. And I can make it, you know, weekly. And he did a thing called um, limited animation, right? To where it was very much still images and mouths moving, mm-hmm. things like that. Very like it's called limited animation. Yes, where things, um, for example, if maybe you were flying, you mm-hmm. would just kind of like move some paper across, right? Yeah. Like nothing is like really animated. It's just it's kind of an optical illusion, right? To show it being animated very very traditional yeah 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 and um i mean you still see that yeah today um with shows that are like i'm going to there the characters aren't moving but they're talking mm-hmm. and they're not really moving very much they're just standing still right yes and this continues pretty late into the into the 90s I'd say and, even still today. And continue. Like, yes, it does yeah. continue. It, I mean, it's it's easier. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I think a lot, and I'm, I'm jumping a little bit over mm-hmm. the gun just a little bit, but I think of um, you know, Neon Genesis, right? Right. Anytime his father is talking, yes. his hands are over his mouth. So you don't have to animate his mouth moving, right? right? Like, yeah. But like stuff like that still happens. Right, literally just yeah. a still image right. with voice acting. Yeah. Um. I mean, anything, I mean, it also has to deal with budget. Yes, of course. Like, you know, how much time and budget Mm -hmm. and things like that. How many frames you can actually afford to make. Yeah. Or different Um, frames. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, there was this interview that I remember. Um, I, for the life of me, cannot remember what show it was. But basically, so the show has a lot of like like bathroom scenes or like shower or like bathhouse mm-hmm. scenes 
Mm-hmm. And someone asked them, they're like, they asked like the director, they're like, why are there so many like scenes with characters naked with like the, um, what's it called? With like the steam covering them up. And he was saying, he was like, well, we really didn't have much of a budget, so it was cheaper mm-hmm. to do scenes like that. Right, yeah. Where it's just like a bunch of steam. Yeah, you don't have to animate clothes moving or right. like outfit changes or mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Right. Um, on the flip side of that, there are still some really beautiful animation, like, or anime out there from, like, older, like, the 80s, um, like, basically anything Studio Ghibli. Of course, yeah. Um, like, my favorite. Yeah. There's a lot of budget yeah. there, because it's a movie. All right. comes down to time and budget. They don't right. have to, their deadlines aren't the same as, mm-hmm. like, a weekly show. Mm-hmm. Um, movies look really nice movies like look saying. really nice yeah yeah um my neighbor my neighbor totoro mm-hmm. looks great right <laughs> uh grave of the fireflies looks fantastic great. kiki's still looks great kiki's delivery food these are shows that still stand up yeah and like they're still made like over 40 years ago mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah it really is oh yeah another thing is um reusing animation so you'll see this a lot in old shows Mm -hmm. um one that like pops up into my mind is with gundam the original gundam Mm -hmm. um came out in 79 and every time the main characters amuro and char or like main character main antagonist every time they fight it's the exact same scene Mm -hmm. like they reuse the animation for every time they fight Mm -hmm. and so it's just like you know cheap yeah that way yeah of course gets gets away gets the same uh process we we so we watched a couple shows um to like really set in like or we watched the first episode of a couple shows yes to really get the idea of like some decades mm-hmm. um and one of the shows we watched was ranma mm-hmm. or ranma one half and um there's a scene near the end where ranma throws or ranma's dad throws him into the pond right and they use the same animation for, like, right after each other mm-hmm. for Ranma throw, or Ranma's dad throwing him into the pond. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just a gag. I mean, right. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, there's some also, like, over the years, there's been genre differences as well. Yes. So, like... The older, or, let's see, so, yeah, so older shows, for the most part, are more likely to be, like, set in the future than they are now. Right, like, kind of space. Yeah, sci-fi, sci-fi. in any way. yeah. So, like, um, Legend of the Galactic Heroes is a space opera. Mm-hmm. Um, Gundam, Macross, um, all these bunch of shows, all these different shows that are, like, space-oriented shows but that's kind of like that's just kind of how it was though right yeah there was a lot of sci-fi yeah i think it was um i think people were really excited about technology yeah and they were really excited about what it could do and there was a lot of um imagination Mm that's just happening you know like they were they were imagining um 
yeah, at one point we're going to be flying spaceships and uh, flying big robots and it'll right. be it'll be easy, it'll be normal, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. I think one of the most interesting things is that so so there is there was slice of life. Like there was. Yeah. But it always had some sort of fantasy twist on it. Yeah. So like Ranma had the the curse. Yeah, the curse. Um, Ursa Yatsura, she was an alien. A, yeah. Um, shows like it wasn't just like we're in high school. Yeah. Like what is really popular now. Yes. Like really one popular. of the most popular shows last year was Comey. Or Comey doesn't communicate. Yeah. And that's just a regular show, like regular life. Right. Like, there's no, like, fantasy twist to it. She's not cursed to not be able to speak. Mm-hmm. She's just shy. She's just shy. Like, I feel like if that if that show came out, like, in, like, the 80s, she would have been, been, yeah, been cursed. Yeah, she would have been a curse. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Or it's really interesting. Um, and now we're... Another thing that's also popular right now is, like, fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, like they'll be sent to another world that's in, like, medieval times. Okay. Yeah, like an isekai. Yeah, isekai yeah, is really yeah. big. But, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. meaning specifically, isekais take place in these medieval times, though. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, um, and I don't think that was as big a thing. Like, obviously, there's, like, Rose of Versailles, but that's, like, a period piece. Yeah, but there are less of the what what you're saying is yeah. that they they don't really do that. Yeah, it's anymore. just really yeah. interesting like the shift that like 20 years ago we were like or yeah, like or I got oh man, 20 years ago is more than 20. Tw- in 2020 Three. I mean, sorry, it's 2003. 2003. Yeah. Yeah. So over so 20 I years guess ago. Over 20 years ago. Uh, over 20 years ago, it was like the future. We were looking at the future. We right. were imagining, you know. Right. A a great adventure. Right. In the future. Yeah. But now it's all about the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder, like, if there's a reason. I mean, obviously, like Y2K. Things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wonder if there's, like, a specific reason for, like, future not being as popular as it is anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, but at the same time, I do think that there are enough animes still coming out that aren't necessarily present, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's a mixture. There are, there are quite a few... Um, Ones that take place place in the past, though. Yeah, right. I'd yeah. say a majority of shows either take place in the present or the past. Or, like, another world. Another you know, world. Um, which is always in the past. Well, not necessarily. I'm going to say not necessarily. Can you think of one that isn't? That's, like, not in the past? Yeah. Um, we'll sort out online. Yeah, but that's still medieval times. Like, the inside the game uh-huh. is still, like, medieval swords. It, oh, wait, no, you're right. Uh, with the second season, 
second season they do um, the guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're right. I don't know. I just you. I I find it hard to believe that there isn't an isekai that takes you to the future. See, where that's the thing. The, where there's like space and. See, that's the thing. Is that the reason why there's not mm-hmm. is because a lot of isekai the the idea is I have the I have the knowledge of someone from present time and I'm applying that knowledge into into the past. Into the past. Um, so, for example, okay. like. A lot of isekai will have like video game aspects to it, like mm-hmm. leveling up and things like that. Okay. And so they'll be like, oh, I play a lot of video games, so I understand how leveling up works. Okay. Or, I underst- or I'm like a banker in the modern time, so I understand how I can create a banking system in medieval times. Okay. Things like that. Okay. And so it doesn't really work the other way around mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, I'm just totally lost. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just incredibly inept at everything. Mm-hmm. Like if you f- if you go to the future, okay. Um, there is there is one exception to that, which I can think of an isekai that they do go to the future, kind of, and that's Mavlove. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a regular school student that goes to this like time period this alternate universe that has mechs and aliens Mm -hmm. but then he goes all the way through it dies and then goes back in time in the other universe with mechs and aliens so that he already has the knowledge of how to pilot mechs and be an ace pilot and things like that so even going to the future (laughs) it does a roundabout way of going back back. okay Yeah. yeah okay um yeah so another thing that i feel like is like very present in like old older shows is the censorship yes so i had we as we mentioned we watched the first episode of a couple of things that we kind of considered classics i guess yeah. like we, we knew that they're, they're top rated shows um, and I was surprised at the nudity, like, yeah. just cause I, I hadn't seen that before, but these shows, um, were not censored. Mm-mm. They, they did not do any sort of like roundabout, you know, have them turned a certain way to not see anything. Like it was just out there. yeah yeah and that was kind of crazy to me and i think it kind of cemented this like idea and i know like we kind of talked about it a little bit of um like how so many people were like oh anime is for kids Mm -hmm. and like the anime community for for a while was like no it's not um for many reasons right for many reasons like no it's not but like it it really never was yeah. I don't know. You know, like, that's just, like, like it really was just, like, a Western I- idea of, like, animation equals for kids. Yes. But it was also... It was also um, a Japanese thing as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not an exclusively, like, animes for kids. So yeah, yeah. I was really interested in this... Interesting in finding an answer for this. Mm-hmm. Because it is weird that, like, old anime like ranma 
has like exposed breasts. Yeah. Um, like with nipples presenting. Yeah. And then like Dragon Ball, you see his little kid ding dingling. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I looked it up, and basically in like the seventies, eighties, pre nineties, the attitude was just different. Right. So like basically. Um, because of anime pre-70s, mm-hmm. um, those were all made for kids, essentially. Right, right. Okay. And so the, like, adults and, um, and like, producers, things mm-hmm. like that, did just see anime as something for kids. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, so things like Goku being naked and, like, Ranma having, like, her her boobs exposed Mm -hmm. it was it wasn't seen as a sexual thing Mm -hmm. so like for goku it was just seen as something like oh yeah like he's a kid of course he's gonna be naked sometimes like that's just what kids do yeah and for ranma it was seen as something funny Mm -hmm. so like it wasn't seen as a sexualized thing Mm -hmm. as it kind of is in the west Mm um and so it was just kind of like oh yeah, yeah yeah of course like but it wasn't until, like, the 90s that, well, first they started, anime started, like, pushing the envelope a little more. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a, like, there wasn't, like, a, like, a, you know, in the morning is for kids anime, in the evening is for adults anime. It mm-hmm. was all just during prime time. Right. And so then, like, these more... Um, explicit shows were starting to come out Mm -hmm. and this was also around the time of the 90s when like parents were really like okay i need to monitor what my kids are watching because what they're watching is affecting like what how they act in real life Mm -hmm. things like that i also saw that there was like in the 90s there was a lot more like young violence against young people against young people in japan okay yeah and so parents were you know that like yeah concerned yeah and so um and also companies started seeing that like okay shows are like pretty pro anime is pretty profitable you can make quite a bit of money off of anime and so then they also started being like okay we need to make it more marketable yeah we need to make it more marketable start cut cutting down on some of the things and so pre-90s like buying anime like as like a bundle or something wasn't really as big a thing Mm -hmm. and so around the 90s during this like scare of like oh what are what's what is the tv showing my my uh kids Mm -hmm. um things like like tv un or like dvd or like vhs um Box sets? On, like, what's it called? Uncensored versions and, like, OVAs. Mm-hmm. Things that wouldn't be shown on TV. Those started getting bigger. And then they realized, oh, we can profit off of this. So right, then... Yeah. Then... They it's a win-win. Started, yeah, it's a win-win because right. they were like, okay, we're going to make our shows actually even more censored on TV so that then they buy the director's the director. cut version. Right, yeah. Things like this. So basically... All it comes down to is that 
it be it was more commercialized mm-hmm. so yeah like i don't know we kind of like we kind of became more cons- like I, I say we so like the world i mm-hmm. say broadly okay in a way became more conservative in that or conservatives less innocent okay things became less innocent mm-hmm. and so we started seeing things that maybe at the time they came out weren't seen as sexual mm-hmm. as sexual mm-hmm. and so then we felt more of a need to censor right so i want to speak a little bit in opposition of what you're saying yeah. because you cannot say with confidence that it that it just wasn't seen as sexual Oh yeah. No, you can't because in the epi- in the first episode of Dragon Ball that we watched, she her Bulma, she's thinking sexually. Go Goku's not. Yeah. This is accurate. But when Bulma is like, "Oh, I know how to get him to do what I want." And she lifts up her skirt and yeah. he's like, "What do I do with that?" Her intention is for it to be sexual. Yeah. So you can't say that there wasn't any knowledge of these shows having a sexual undertone. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, I'm going based off of what I read. Yeah. Um, and basically what I was saying is that, like... Like... I think it was more of a, like, kids aren't going to replicate this. Or, like, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I'm about it's to say, I don't question. know about that one. Because, like, I'm, I'm not sure. Because... Um, how it was how it was worded was that like it was it was also saying that like it was just all i don't know because the thing i can understand because once again we're going off of this this episode of the first episode of dragon ball right going off of that it is obvious that child goku is is innocent is naive he does not think sexually he, he his only knowledge of girls in general is just that he's supposed to be nice to them. Right. But like, like literally, like he does lift up her skirt at one point, and then she's like, "Hey, don't do that." Yeah. And like maybe smacks him or something. I don't know. And but like, the other point is that the the whole point, the whole joke of her like, "Oh, I know how to get make him do what I want," and then her lifting up her skirt, and then he's he's being like, "I don't want to touch your dirty butt." Yeah. Like. Like, that's a joke. It's a joke on his innocence. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like, that's that's the punchline, is that he he doesn't want that. Yeah. But it doesn't deny the fact that... Right. It is, still, like, a sexual thing. It is thing. a sexual thing, and she right. thinks it's going to work. Right. Like, she's thinking that she can use her... I mean, these are kids. I feel weird saying yeah. it. But, like, she thinks she yeah. can use her body to, like, get something out of it. Yeah. Them. And, like... I was, like, a little confused about this as well. Mm-hmm. Because, like... Well, the thing is, is that, like, Dragon Ball... Original Dragon Ball does have, like, sexual things in it. Mm-hmm. Like, later... Um, uh, I can't think of his name right now. But basically, like, his, who becomes Goku's master. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roku... I don't remember his name. Yeah. It's, like, Roku... Master, master Roku... Something like that. Yeah. Regardless, he has, like, a nudie mag... He has, like, nudie mags. Yeah. And, like, that show, like, like breasts. Yeah. That show boobs. Yeah. And so, so the thing is, that gets me is that, like, 
this was the only explanation that I could find. I like searched. I like looked. And right. basically it was just that like I guess like I mean times change. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Basically I think another thing that was kind of a thing is that like since it was seen let's see when did when did this come out again? 86 86. So yeah, it doesn't really add up with the timeline. But like I said, it's accurate that times change. And, yeah. like, it, I mean, I mean, even Western media, like, it used to be super raunchy, and then the Hayes Code happened, and then it was really censored. Yeah. And now we're kind of at this, like, in-between with the rating system, right, in America. Right. So, like, things things change. Like, that's true. Yeah. And some things that, like, were okay then are not okay now. And, right. I mean, things are different, you know? That's, yeah. I think it really came down to... Um, in like i think it came down to just how popular anime got once it was exported yeah you know and, and the world saw it and maybe called out some things right and we're like hey you can't do that you know right but i mean it's not like yeah it's weird because shows like weren't censored and then they like were really censored right you were telling me that they and were, like, the, like, really, really sensitive. Yeah, so, like, whenever they came over to the West, one of the, um, one of the people, or one of the companies that, like, um, uh, produced, I think, mm-hmm. or, like, yeah, distributed, distributed or, yeah. was four kids, mm-hmm. and so they, like, super censored it, like, uh, like, Sanji and, uh, One Piece, he smokes a cigarette in Japan, but for the four kids dub... He had a lollipop. Right. You know, they like super, like super changed, like, yeah. set, like, change shows. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and then that's also when, like, um, like, bath scenes with, like, with, uh, steam. with steam and, like, beams of light, mm-hmm. things like that. That's when, like, those were introduced. Um, and so... But now we're going back up to like, okay, let's see how far we can get how with far this. We can get with it, yeah. Because with shows like Interspecies Reviewers, which goes really far, that goes super far. That borders the line between hentai and etchy, just etchy, just etchy, which is like perverted. Already, shows. like really perverted, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, I think one thing that also like, or here's a good example. Um, Devilman Crybaby. So, and this actually, this is a great example because I think this is one of the a a change. Um, so it all comes down to streaming services now because Mm -hmm. they don't have to necessarily worry about or like some things don't necessarily have to worry about it being shown on TV and being this censored for TV. This is true, yeah. So like shows like Devilman Crybaby that was a Netflix show um doesn't have to worry about the TV ratings mm-hmm. since they can do it on their own um yeah. thing. Right. And so now we we have this dip and come back up yes. of like censorship. <laughs> of censorship, yes. So I just wonder like Where's it going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Oh, yes. We, I just wanted to kind of close in, like, the little journey that we went on. 
Um, when we were looking at these shows, watching the first episodes, mm-hmm. some of these we've actually seen more than one episode just because we've seen them before. Um, but the the oldest show that we watched was Devilman. Yes, just, the original Devilman. The original of it, which came out in 72, which seems so crazy to me. 72? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And it is very... I mean, the animation's very limited. Yeah. Um, the story was pretty straightforward, but it was wild to watch. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was wild to watch, but it was also really wild um, because for me, if you guys maybe remember, I don't know, um, the remake of Devilman is like my favorite anime. Right. But I hadn't seen any of the original. And after watching this first episode, it actually kind of made me appreciate the remake even more mm-hmm. because of all of the things that um, Yuasa kept. Right. Um, and it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think something that's really interesting is that we're kind of around that time mm-hmm. where uh, old shows are being remade. Yeah. So like, um, like Devil May Cry Baby... Uh, remake of Devilman. Right. Uh, Ursa Yatsura, Yatsura just got a... Um, Trigun. Trigun is, is getting the remake, got, yeah. Got the remake right now. Mm-hmm. Or I guess a reboot is a better word. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, so I'm I'm just waiting... Okay, so the second the second show... Or it's was, actually the third no, one. No, yeah, the, show, the third show that we got, that we watched... Was, or I'll get to that later. Okay. I'll get to that so later. The, I'm just saying, yeah. it, needs a, it needs a remake. It needs a it remake. It needs a remake. So, we kind of want to watch the rest of the show. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. So I'm just like say, saying um, chrono- chronologically in time of when these yeah. released. So Devilman in 72, the next one that we watched was the original Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. which was from 86. And um, I think that... Um, that was really interesting to see too. And I, cause I had never seen any real Dragon Ball content yeah. like ever. So I was actually pretty confused because it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, original Dragon Ball is very different than the rest of the show. I heard that it's very the, different uh, than the rest. The show. Yeah. I was like super confused. Um, but it was, it's interesting because all, um, with Dragon Ball, since we started in Dragon Ball, but from Dragon Ball, to so 86 to i would say like 90s mm-hmm. like like the year 19 1990 the characters look rounder yeah they're i don't want to say like thicker but they're kind of thicker if you go off of the fact like that 80s characters yeah yeah the yeah. 80s characters they're they're thicker they um their proportions are like just thicker mm-hmm. um if you compared them to like say sailor moon of the You're 90s right. yeah who are very much more barbie looking where they're long skinny thin they look very different so that's something that i noticed right away with dragon ball and then the next one that we watched which came out in 89 ramen one half yeah everybody like and also part of this thickness is it does make them look shorter yeah but i mean it's here or there right yeah. um they oh. look more like People. people yeah like, they're like more like people yeah. other than in the face yeah where they have the really big forehead okay and then the yeah. big eyes you like know that's that's like very anime you know but. what's one thing that is very funny um that is a very like um older anime thing hmm. the hair 
So not the sideburns. Uh, well, not well. Yes, the sideburns, but specifically like the hair tufts. Because oh, if yeah. you think Goku, you think um, the weird spot. Uh, Devil Man or mm-hmm. like what? Whatever his human name is. I don't remember what his human name is. Akira. Akira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Akira. Akira. You think um, uh, uh, Astro Boy? They all have that hair that you shouldn't see from the front. Right. Or like <laughs> that you shouldn't see from the side. Yes. Like it's only front view because it has it like going from one side to the other side, mm-hmm. like like uh, like back and forth. Yeah. To where it doesn't make sense from a front view. Yeah, and that's um. I, I, it's somewhere in my notes, I'm not mm-hmm. going to look it up, but I know that it's kind of officially, officially, unofficially known as the Mickey Mouse syndrome, because Mickey Mouse, when he looks on the side, he can still see both of his ears. Oh, yeah. And then when he looks forward, his ears are still mm-hmm. facing forward. But Astro Boy did that. The thing yeah. is that I don't know who did it first, Mickey Mouse or Astro Boy. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> okay. I don't. I, but like they are the two characters who kind of pioneered that mm-hmm. um, way of drawing hair, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, or what, what would be hair? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. So then with, with Ronman. Ronman. Ronman one half. Ronma. Ronma one half. It's an A. Oopsies. Mm. <laughs> uh, with Ronma one half. It is great. And I know that it's a classic for many reasons. A lot of people love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, the story is um, father and son go on this training to China. And they go training at the forbi- at the Forbidden Hot Springs. And they don't listen to the tour guide because he speaks Chinese. And like mm-hmm. he doesn't really... They don't understand each other. Right. It's really interesting because the, uh, the subtitles are in broken English. Yes, the subtitles are, well, are broken Japanese, but like they're yeah. they're broken. Um, so they go to train at this forbidden hot spring. They can't understand the tour guide. They fall into the springs and they get cursed. So the father falls into the spring of the drowned panda. So he turns into a panda. And then the son falls into the spring of the drowned girl. So he turns into a girl. So their predicament is that when they touch cold water, they turn into either girl or panda, mm-hmm. and then when they touch hot water, they turn back, so into father and son. Um, anyway, the father is trying to marry his son off to these to one of three bachelorettes yeah. who are all sisters. And I'm pretty sure they're all... Well, okay, so I think part of the plot is that it's like... It's a con- dojo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Both of them are dojos. Yes. So they want to continue their um, their fighting style. So they want to continue yeah. their, their dojos, their work. Um, you know, have their legacy secured, essentially. Um, so obviously, antics ensue. They show up. Uh, Rama shows up as a girl. So then they're really confused as to mm-hmm. why would they want to marry their daughters to a girl. And then, and then they take a bath and now they're a boy. And like, you know... It, I think the, probably the, one the, the antics. <laughs> I think probably one of my favorite things about it is that so of the three girls, um, one of them is introduced by being like, "I hate boys." Yes, I hate and boys. Then, and then later, whenever it's revealed that Ranma is changes a a into girl. a boy yeah. and a girl, um, the the other two sisters are like, "Hey, you should marry Ranma because you hate because you, you like hate, girls." Yeah, because you cause, well, no, you're, oh, you're like yeah, boys. It's, it's like you hate boys. It's that you hate boys, and yes. he's like he's half girl, and he's half so girl, like, so why not? <laughs> 
Um, but it's it looks very funny. Yeah. Um, obviously there are censor things again. Um, you see you see expo- exposed nipples, both yeah. Rama's and the other girls. I forgot her name. Sorry. Yeah, but um, like they are nude, and so that wouldn't fly like today. Yeah. But um, I think it would be it would be really fun to see a remake i would love to see a remake it'd be so fun to see a remake and it especially goes in vain with um ursa yatsura because yeah. one thing one thing had to yes. happen <laughs> one thing had to happen in ranma for us to realize that it was the same creator as ursa and it's that whenever the characters fall their hands do like the i love you yeah thing. they fall and they their hands do that so rama <laughs> fell and did that and we were like we were like, that, that's the person who made That's Ursa. Rumiko Takahashi. That's Rumiko Takahashi. We knew it was, we knew it was So, um, it's, I think it's inevitable. Yeah. I, I hope it happens. You yeah, know? I really do, I really do too. I do like, too, because I think if it got the same glow up that Ursa has, it would be amazing. Yeah. If it still looked 80s, but like, just refreshed. 80s, but HD. Yes, 80s, but HD. Mm-hmm. It would look great. Yeah. Um, and then it's also worth mentioning that the movie Akira came out um, around this time as well, which mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about Akira in our movie episode, m- movie episode or a mech episode. Oh, We've yeah, talked yeah. about it a few in a few different places, just in how um, influential it was in sci-fi. It's iconic. It's old, but looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. Even I was surprised because I was expecting it to not look very great whenever mm-hmm. I first watched it. And I was very impressed. So, um, moving on though, we I we have a little bit of a gap. Yeah. Uh, in like the early '90s, we just didn't find too many things that we really liked. Kind of. I just looked up a list and was like, eh, this "These are the good. ones that are the most popular." And yeah. um, so, not to diss on anything that came out in the early '90s, but we '95 so we have Neon Genesis mm-hmm. and uh, the movie Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Both very iconic works that also um, were just very influential in the uh, trajectory of anime. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and, a lot. and how it moved forward. Um, Neon Genesis is something that we've seen all the way through. Um, I've seen one movie. You've seen. I've seen the Rebuild movies. Rebuild movies. I, I watched the end of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. And it. So. I remember it was actually pretty funny because it was my sibling that brought this up. Um, something that Neon Genesis does that not many other animes did at the time or do now. But it was the this episode two. So episode one happens and it's chaotic, right? Because mm-hmm. Shinji is being forced into right. the suit and it's traumatic for him and whatever. And then in the second episode, it opens with him in a, like a hospital bed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and... Something that my sibling pointed out is that whenever he wakes up in the hospital bed and he's like kind of trying to remember what happened or like essentially like he's having a flashback, right? Yeah. But he has a flashback in a very realistic way where all of the scenes are so choppy and so fast. So like you don't have to have the flashback episode or the The the, recap recap episode. Like they, they just flashed images and were like what he was like wow i can't believe that happened and then it flashed everything that happened Mm -hmm. really fast um which is just something that i don't i haven't really seen anywhere else yeah um 
where that's like actually how like when somebody has gone through something where they're like high adrenaline and maybe not all the way there like that's how they remember it is right. it's just a bunch of flashes so i thought that was very cool mm-hmm. um i was saying that evangelion was definitely one of those shows that um pushed the envelope with censorship um mm-hmm. because there's like some pretty sexual stuff in there um and so it was definitely one of the shows that uh, that pushed the parents um, being like, what is my kid watching on TV? Yes. Yes, because it's not only is it sexual, it's also violent. I yeah. mean, it, it, gets pretty, it gets pretty violent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Ghost in the Shell, um, once again, I would not say that Ghost in the Shell was made for a child audience. Definitely not. But it's way, a movie, so it doesn't count. Yeah, and anyway, right. it, it's a movie, so it doesn't count. A lot more um, mature movies. Uh, mature movies were way more common than, than child movies. Uh, or movies for children. Um, but Ghost in the Shell definitely um, kind of cemented the, the cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yes. It definitely, yeah. like... I mean, it took after... No, wait, I'm about to say it backwards. Mm-hmm. The Matrix took after it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so that just shows, like, how it, you know, kind of invented it. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Oh, wait, I actually forgot. Initial D. Yeah. When did Initial D come out? Oh, I forgot what the year. Uh, shoot. I don't have my phone. Like, 98 or something 98 like or something? Okay. I just wanted to mention Initial D. We watched the first episode. Yeah. And I am sorry if you are an Initial D fan out there. I absolutely hated it. You did? It was so bad. <laughs> it's awful. It looks terrible. It does look bad. It's. It looks so bad. But you know what? <laughs> I give them innovation for using CG in the, early, uh, in the 90s. In the 90s, even though it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like... I feel so bad saying that it just like the art, the character design. It's just terrible. It's so bad. It's so bad. Sorry if you can hear our dog crying. Um, sorry, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, it's not exactly the best looking show. No. Um, they made. And I think the the plot is for a very specific audience, and that audience is just not me. Yeah, that's fair. I've almost finished the show i got um i got into like there's like six seasons something like that mm-hmm. um and i got to like the fifth season and i was watching it it's it's a real shame because they didn't finish dubbing the show oh um probably because it looks like shit <laughs> it's super popular though it's i know it's popular. so popular I know, um, I know. but um i mean name one other car racing show like, that, it, I don't know a show. I was gonna say Redline. That's a movie. Yeah, but um, <laughs> like, it, there is not really a show like it, um, which yeah. makes it unique in itself. Yeah, I know. Um, even if it doesn't look very good, it doesn't. Um, it looks very nineties. It does look very nineties. Yeah, um, not that's derogatory though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know when the manga came out though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. You know what, though? Mm-hmm. Um, it may look bad, but you know what scenes look very good and very fluid? Whenever they're in the car. So, like, 
changing gears. Yes, and like I did notice changing that. His, like his there, feet. Yes, that's very solid. <laughs> that's very solid. It was kind of jarring because yeah. it's only fluid thing that happens in the anime. Yeah, other than the CG parts, obviously. Um, okay, so then lastly we have ninety seven, which a lot of things came out in ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Like me, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, a lot of things happened in 97 there are honestly too many to really even mention so just like kind of the big ones um well we have Utna. yeah a revolutionary girl you know Utna. what i swore Utna came out in like 87 it definitely I swore that it did looks older than it is yeah like I mean, and you could call it a stylistic thing. It doesn't look yeah. bad by any means. I think it the just, manga's old. Yeah, it doesn't really look bad by any means, but it does look older than it is. Yeah. Um, Which, Utna does use the reused uh, animation. It sure does, like every episode. every fucking fight scene in every episode. Yeah, well, it's like the... It's a, it's a magical girl transformation. It is, it's just long. Yeah. Um, but Utna... It was weird. I'm sorry. But it is. We never finished it. It's. Oh, we almost did, though. Yeah, we we're were, like, we only have like three episodes. Yeah, I know. We only have three episodes left. It's really good. Um, if you can. If you, if you have the capacity to follow the plot. Yeah. And. I. Think that it is. I think that looking at Utna. And then. And I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting who. Made it no. I don't remember. Either. But it's the same person who does who did Sarah's on my. Yeah. And I think watching that progression of doing Utna and then years later doing Sarah's on my and it just all of the um, similarities, all the parallels that they have to each other. I don't know. There's something magical about that. Yeah. There really is because. One of the reasons why I like Sarazama so much is because it isn't something that's made anymore. And I feel like something like Utna also isn't really made anymore. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that's, like, really special. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And then the other one we wrote down was Trigun. Trigun, yeah. Yes, which is also a very solid show. It from is. the 90s. Very good. We might have to do a whole episode comparing and contrasting and lamenting and groaning yes, and moaning yes. about the original versus the reboot yeah remake whatever um because we have a lot of thoughts about it you'll hear about it yeah we'll definitely <laughs> we'll definitely at least talk about it some on our um recap yes our season recap. but the original is very good yeah the original is very good very good and I mean, that's kind of where we ended it. Obviously, things were still coming out. Like, many more um, big things came out all the way up until the year 2000. Yeah. It feels like, uh-huh. I, I think that 95 to, like, those five years, a lot of good stuff came out. Yeah, it did. A lot of good stuff came out. Um, but that is all that we have, I yeah. think. For, Anime's changed a lot. Yeah, it uh, has. It's changed quite a bit, the for styles, the better or worse. The styles, the genres... The stories. I talked about this in our Has Anime Peaked episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, I think per the amount of shows that were coming out, I think more iconic shows came out, like, between, like, the 70s and 80s 
I mean, sorry, the 70s and 90s, mm -hmm. then the 2000s to 2020s. To yeah. I think more shows that will last the test of time. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that have been influential. Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong about this. <laughs> there could have been shows that came out in, like, the 2000s that have super influence. There probably is, honestly. In the 2000s? In the, in 2000s, in the 2000s, there tons is. tons of influence, yeah. There's a lot. Early 2000s definitely had another... Um, wave of like kind of a re because uh, i mean the thing is that i know i mentioned like in the 80s how everything was kind of chubbier yeah and then in the 90s to early to to some early 2000s everything was really long and skinny yeah you're right and then i want to say that as we went on though we kind of found this happy medium yeah you know what i, I mean agree. like where they weren't like ridiculously long and skinny but we were they were still skinny right. like because they're still skinny we have like the anime twink body yeah of the 2000s that have kind of died out yeah um, but it's thicker than the anime twink body of the 90s yes but like i said like it's, it's a lot of fluctuation is happening yeah, yeah. yeah. with right. with art style so but yeah i i'm curious to see where anime goes in 10 years yeah for sure um there's definitely a ton of anime that come out now, mm -hmm. and so it's kind of hard to tell what's going to be big, and, like, what's going like, to actually... Like, down the line, yeah. how, how it's going to hold up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, because I don't remember half the fucking shows that I watched the past two years. This is accurate. <laughs> we watch so much we do our We do our um, year review, and then it's kind of like... The shows that we can actually remember. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, and I think that's it for today. Yes, I think that's it for today. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Konnichi Yeehaw. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. Thank you so much for listening. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, I'll go yeehaw.